Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who were breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app. There's this guy that I don't always agree with. His name is Joseph Paul Watson. And sometimes he says things that I, I wonder, are these things true? This is the most fascinating aspect of living in a time of global censorship, of pending global thought control, of audacious and obvious lies from the party, that now I'm starting to go back to Joseph Paul Watson's stuff and say, wait a minute, how right has this guy been? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. We have to make a decision. We do it passively or we do it actively. We choose the Lord's side or the other side chooses us. And on this program, we do everything we can to have God at the center of the show and conservative politics on the boundaries of the show, because I do think that conservative politics, constitutional conservative politics, will get us the great consolation prize of rescuing America. But the main prize being the saving of souls. That's why we structure things the way that we do. Thank you again to uh, our partners at American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. Crazy thing, there are places in the country where it is a gorgeous time to buy a house. And the guys at American Financing, because they're a family-owned mortgage company, they can lock your rates in. They can lock your rates in. For 120 days. Now, <laughs> how about four months to shop for a home? 120 days. That's what they'll do for you at American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net. So the podcast isn't about Joseph Paul Watson. I've never met him. Uh, I've watched his stuff for years. And sometimes I've watched his stuff and said, oh my gosh, this guy is absolutely just inviting conspiracy theory. And I don't, I don't believe half this stuff. I'm going back to his videos. And looking at this and going, wait a minute, how much of the lies have I bought? Have you done the same thing where there's now people that you are back, you're going back and, and reconsidering? I've asked for apologies, kind of in a joking sense from my um, former friends, some still current friends and former media colleagues in Seattle for saying things like that to me. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist and, and you're lying about the COVID, et cetera. And, uh, and I've gone through some very specific things where they've called me those names or accused me of those things. I'm not going to get any apologies. I will right here and now apologize to Joseph Paul Watson for having had those thoughts in my mind. I don't even remember the ones I thought were way off base. Um, he just spoke about something that is absolutely key to this whole topic of Fox News. It's not the same area of coverage. It's not the same area of science, if this is even science, which it's not. 
but it's an indicator of a bridge that Fox News is crossing. See, on one side, I'm going back and looking at this guy, Joseph Paul Watson, and saying, wow, how much did he actually get right? On the other side of this, I'm starting to look at Fox News and saying, wait a minute. How manipulated are you? Now, I'm not talking about Tucker Carlson or Laura Ingram or, for that matter, Brett Baer. Uh, I am talking about the Fox News room. That is the actual producer of what we're told is news programming. I have deep questions about that. Because it goes back to my theorem. If you ever wonder who is in charge, determine who you're not allowed to criticize. I'm watching Fox jump aboard a, a, a evil wagon. And I'm watching it with classic. This is classic transjacking, gender jacking 101. This piece they ran, we'll get to this, is 100% canned fake news. I mean, it's a real family. It's a real circumstance. I have no doubt about that. But the numbers, the statistics, the lies they quote, this is 10-year-old approaches to this stuff. And Fox Newsrooms buys this and sells this to their audience? So on one hand, I'm going back through Joseph Paul Watson stuff and saying, wait a minute. How spot on has this guy been? On the other hand, I'm looking now at Fox News saying, wait a minute. How controlled are you? Now, Joseph Paul Watson gets a lot of hits on social media. He's quite good at what he does. I think he used to work with Alex Jones or that they were aligned or somehow. I don't, I honestly don't know. So I know that he gets a lot of hits. I know that he's been banned by social platforms. Uh, I know that he's successful given his ability to monetize this, the ability to have people pay for his coverage. I can look at his, his you know, um, viewer count and, and kind of do the math and think this guy does really, really well. If he's halfway smart, and he is, he does really, really well doing what he does for, with a camera and some maps behind him. He's very good at it. And he's free. He's a free man. Near as I can tell, he's free to say whatever he wants. I don't believe Fox News is free to say whatever they want. Now, I'm not saying that there are government entities telling Fox News what to say, but that doesn't always, that's not always indicative of being free. The fact that Fox News will, will, will spread transaganda and pharmaganda, because they do, they spread pharmaganda all the time. They have never come out and done a report, a news report on the VARS database. A news report on sudden adult death syndrome, which even USA Today is, is talking about. But they're saying, oh, doctors are baffled. There's a whole bunch of young adults all of a sudden dying of heart attacks and strokes and, and doctors are baffled. How can this be? What's, what's possibly going on? It's, it's almost as if all these young adults suddenly did the same thing that all of a sudden all these young adults all of a sudden have the same health problems strokes and heart attacks that never appeared in young adults before what could have happened did all these young adults suddenly start eating um tubs of butter no they got injected with mrna which was known to cause these issues that's what happened doctors are baffled Fox News is not reporting on the increased, massive, incredible hockey stick up to 
increase in all-cause mortality in millennials, 40% across the board. They're not reporting that. They're not reporting in lockdown happy Australia. They're seeing the same thing. They see it in all mass injection countries. Joseph Paul Watson's free to report on this. This is an era where independence may be the only way to tell full truth. It might be that. Now, there are some brave programmers who who don't play that game. But we also see, for instance, the election. This is an untouchable subject. There are talk show hosts in the United States of America who are not allowed to say the election was stolen. They may have proof. They may have seen 2,000 mules and become convinced of this. They are not allowed to say, in my opinion, the election was stolen. That is an opinion they are not allowed to express to you, their listeners. That's a controlled media environment. There are talk show hosts in this country who are not allowed to say the media is corrupt. That is an opinion they are not allowed to say to you. There are media people in this country, uh, talk, talk radio people, who are not allowed to say fake news. That's verbiage they're not allowed to use. That is a controlled media environment. Now, I have friends of mine who've been talk show hosts longer than I have. uh, And I was a talk show host for a decade. So that means it was a long time. And they refer to this as the left-right limits. Okay, so this is normal. Is it? When you're talking about all-cause mortality like this, that's normal. When you're talking about injecting kids with wrong sex hormones and chopping their bodies up based upon material, provable, demonstrable, objective lies, that's normal? When you're talking about the establishment of a disinformation board, and at least in this case, Fox was all over this, and they did great coverage with Nina Jankowitz, but this brings me to this, 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 com- this, this commentary by Joseph Paul Watson that got me thinking more about this guy. How right has he been? He's talking here about Brazil and what's going on in Brazil in terms of uh, election politics. Now, I ask you to, to, to engage in a, in, a little, um, in a little drama with me. How far back in your memory... Can you go and, and, and imagine hearing this and saying, thank God that doesn't happen here. How far back in your memory, like I'm thinking about, let's see, we knew 2020 was being rigged. We saw that. We watched it happen live time. They've bragged about it, but they were, they were rescuing democracies. They call it a democracy. Um, I knew in the mail-in ballot theft in Washington state with Dina Rossi and Chris Gregor, I knew that was a stolen election, and so does everybody else. Everybody knows that election was stolen. But what we're talking about here is not stolen elections. People tried to steal elections forever. I'm talking about official government policy that you are going to be arrested if you run against me in, in the United States. Okay, Joseph Paul Watson's addressing Brazil. Here's my request of you as you listen to this. When was the time that you thought this could never happen in America? And maybe that's now. Maybe there's people listening to this this cast right now and saying, no, that that, that could never happen in America. In October, the head of Brazil's superior electoral tribunal has now said 
openly that the court will nullify election winners that they deem to have shared disinformation online. When as per its jurisdictional function, the court receives a complaint and it is demonstrated that a specific candidate engaged in deeds that he knew were false, he will be subject to the electoral code rule characterizing that conduct as a crime and this can result in the loss of his office as punishment Edson Fashin warned. In other words, if Jair Bolsonaro is democratically voted into office again by the Brazilian people, the election court can just claim that Bolsonaro shared disinformation about something during the campaign and then arbitrarily strip him of the presidency. Fashin claimed, quote, we are not in the corner of any candidate and yet the only candidate under scrutiny is Bolsonaro for warning about the vulnerability to fraud of electronic voting systems. And let's be honest, this whole disinformation trope is a one-way street. It only ever impacts conservative right-wing populist candidates. What's happening in Brazil obviously represents an on the very bedrock of democracy. It's a literal coup. But it's all being presented as reasonable under the guise of stopping the spread of disinformation. So when you hear that story, when was the last time in, in your mind, as you think about this, that you could think, okay, at least that doesn't apply to the United States and that will never happen here? Because we've been taught our entire lives that the elections in the United States are, are better and different different and better. We are the people who send election observers around the country to show them how to run things. We're the ones who have transparency. We're the ones who have trust in the system. And that's vital. You, if, if, you, if people don't trust their elections, you are only material steps away from a civil war. Because if people don't think elections matter, their vote doesn't matter. Eventually, they're going to say, we have no voice. The only thing then they could say is we either take the knee to all this or we use violence to stop all this. The game makers understand that that phenomena. They understand it's very, very crisply. So for me, in terms of elect, in terms of arresting people to keep them out of politics, I'm wondering when that line got crossed in America for the first time. And then inventing misinformation as a way to keep people out of politics. We saw the Trump arrests. We saw the spying. In my mind, that may be the first time on such a grand scale that the party has introduced that methodology. They had to do it because of what Trump represented. We get that. But taking the phrase misinformation and making it a serious enough charge to criminalize speech in an effort to keep people away from saying it as politicians or office holders. That's a thing to fathom. So if you are an office holder or a politician and you, you have information that leads you to believe your election was rigged or stolen... You have a choice. Shut up. Take the pretend loss or face jail or be banned from holding political office. Have the office you fought to secure stolen from you because of an opinion. Now, Joseph Paul Watson in that clip is absolutely right. That applies only 
to right-wing populist people because we could go back through the history and it would just be boring to do so. So we'll just reference it so we have context. We know it's okay for leftists to say selected, not elected with George W. Bush. We know it's okay for leftists, Democrats, to say that these voting machines are instantly hackable, to in fact have them hacked on the, on the floor of the Senate. We know that all happens. We understand that game. But to take it to the level of that's illegal to say if you're a politician, that's new. And it's not just Brazil. When I heard that piece... And I watched that video. I was reminded of the separate country of Washington state. See, the separate country of Washington state is, is the sounding board for totalitarianism. They are the test facility. It is the lab of communism. That's what the separate country of Washington state is. is. It, it's long ago passed into stolen territory with the Dinarasi the thing. They perfected this there. That's how you can take a state like Washington and watch it become what it's become. That even now cities like Spokane, which is a more conservative city, 300 miles to the east of Spokane on the Idaho border. It's infected with this garbage, utterly infected. This is not from Spokane. It's not from Washington. I'll get to why I'm mentioning that because it goes back to something the dictator of Washington state tried to do, which is something that the dictator, the, 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 the people who run Joe Biden tried to get him to do, which is something that Nina Jankowicz wanted to do with the Department of Homeland Security, that the Department of Homeland Security took to Twitter to say, we want you to help us censor news. We want you to help us censor Americans. We want you to limit speech. We don't, you're not just to limit speech. We want you to promote our lies above the truth from the American people. And Twitter, we don't know if they took that meeting or not. There's a whistleblower who has the Department of Homeland Security documents. Then there's Alex Berenson. And Alex Berenson's suit against Twitter continues. And Alex Berenson has those documents from the, the whistleblower. And Alex Berenson's lawyers intend to use those documents to find out. Did the Department of Homeland Security demand that Alex Berenson be censored? So this is a complaint from, it's just a small, tiny little local election. It doesn't matter in, in the grand scheme of things, except that deeply matters in the grand scheme of things because this is how they test things. It is in these elections where it's easier to catch because there's not as many votes. Guess where this is from? DeKalb County, Georgia. Published June 3rd, 2022. The DeKalb County Board of Elections has certified its May 24 primary elections. The board voted four to one to certify results Friday after a glitch forced workers to hand count ballots for one race. Oh, huh. A glitch. Those results included the contested county commission district um, to Democratic primary. Complaints from Michelle Long sparks par- sparked the recount or Spears sparked the recount. The poll tape. Remember, you know, remember what a poll tape is, right? It's not receipts. It's not images of ballots. It's a facsimile of those. It's not even a facsimile. It's a readout. 
The poll tape posted outside several precincts, including the one Spears voted in, showed she did not receive a single vote. Following the recount, she received more than 6,000 votes and won the election. The poll tape. Now, this was rectified, we think. What do you mean you think? Well, that's what I said, I think. I think it was rectified. Well, no, they just said that they that she won. Well, how do we know that's right? They went back to the ballots. Okay, did they have matching signatures? Oh, we don't need those. Did they have ID? Yeah, we don't need those either. Did they arrive before election day? No, sometimes we don't do that. So you take late ballots with signatures that don't match and ID wasn't checked. Sometimes. If a politician or office holder is not allowed to say, uh, that looks like a stolen election. Or that looks like a rigged election. Or why are you pretending, Pfizer, Pfizer, why are you still pretending that you have ever manufactured the drug for which you have the emergency use authorization? Why are you still pretending that? Oh, by the way, incidentally, they're not pretending anymore. Pfizer quietly admitted that they have never produced the drug for which they have the emergency use authorization. We'll get to that today. Oh, yeah, we're just not going to produce that one. Oh, the one that you're allowed to shoot into people? Yeah, that one. That's the one we're not going to produce. The, um, the, 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 the process of retiring, just I think it continues to get more complicated. I really do. I mean, there was a time where that 60-40 stock bond mix, that, that worked pretty well. But the further the system gets rigged, the more risky it seems to retire. Right? You've got to be really locked in. There's so many things to hedge against and to be prepared for. And the field of play continues to shift. It does. We just had Canada. The, 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 their, their equal of the Treasury Secretary in Canada this, the economic secretary, something along those lines, announced last week, it, there's not an absolute right to own property in Canada. That doesn't exist. It feels like the playing field's constantly shifting. It seems so risky. Fortunately, our partners at Bulwark Capital Management organized their firm around risk management. See, Zach Abraham, who joins us every Friday here, he views himself as a steward of other people's money, certainly his for his family. And, and you've heard him talk about his faith and how his faith propels him to make sure he, how he treats the least of these in the right way. While also stewarding people's money. It starts with risk management. Why? Because all the gains in the world, 10 years of gains can be wiped out overnight if you're not properly hedged. And Zach understands that the system is rigged. And Zach is very open about the fact that the system is rigged and getting more and more rigged. So he and his team spent a lot of time studying how they're rigging the system. They spend a lot of time saying, how then does that mean that we need to invest? Now, sometimes that can be easy. 
go long on energy because the party hates core energy. Eventually it has to snap back in, but hedge even that, hedges upon hedges, safety upon safety. If you are nearing retirement, you're in that five-year window, I invite you to do this. Call and chat with Bulwark Capital Management. They can send you the risk management guide if you want to read it on your own. Maybe it's something you want to try to do on your own. If you want to retire early, I've seen them help people retire early countless times when people thought they couldn't. So get in touch with Bulwark Capital Management. Call them at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice can be given by a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. This brings me to the dictator of Washington State. By example of the fact that the dictator of Washington State and his former state are the labs for all of this stuff. This clip comes from King 5 News. They are race hustling, absolute opposite of journalists. They are the most propagandistic of all the propagandists in the separate country of Washington, in the separate country of Seattle. They literally, literally ran as a news story that race is baked into the American pie. They literally ran as a news story that white privilege is a fact. They literally ran as news a, a so-called study from the University of Washington that contended to show that kids who get wrong sex hormones aren't sad and don't have bad results. It was based on the results of seven kids, the other 140 so having dropped out of the study. It was three months or so in length. It was trash. And they ran that as news. They're the worst. So that's just context as you hear part of this report around something that the dictator of Washington state tried to do in that former state. This proposal has raised concerns and questions about the First Amendment and freedom of speech. But Governor Jay Inslee says we have seen what happens when someone lies about an election. This is not just our recent past. It is our future if we do not act. Governor Jay Inslee says he took cover in a safe room at the governor's mansion January 6, 2021, when dozens of President Donald Trump supporters broke through security gates at Inslee's Capitol residence. No one was hurt, and it happened just hours after the deadly insurrection in Washington, D.C. Inslee wants elected officials to face misdemeanor charges if they knowingly lie about elections and incite lawlessness. We cannot afford and we should not have to endure another insurrection like January 6, 2021. We can't. Got it. Let's go back through this. In the video from King 5 News, which is in the show sheet, you can watch it yourself. Yes, the protesters were pulling on the gates of the mansion owned by the people of Washington State in which Jay Inslee and his abortionist wife get to live. She's not, she's not a doctor. She just likes to see babies aborted. And well, and for that matter, abortionists aren't doctors. Yeah, they were pulling on the gates. And then a dude walked over to the door, the door and the gate. And the dude turned the door handle and dude walked in. And then other people followed. They went to the door of the home the taxpayers of Washington State own. And they yelled at Inslee and knocked on the door. Cops were there, men with guns, to protect the dictator and the dictator's wife. The insurrection they're referring to wasn't. 
No one had arms, just as in Olympia, Washington, no one had arms. No attempt was made to overthrow, just in, in, in D.C. The thought of that succeeding is utterly laughable. It was a riot. It was ugly. The deadly part they mentioned there, cops weren't killed. Protesters were. But you see how King 5 News phrases this. So in a report that is pimping, outlawing politicians from lying about elections, King 5 News lies five separate times or so. One lie is spoken as you watch it in truth. As you watch dude open the door. And they say broke down the, 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 the gates around the gubernatorial mansion. No, dude opened a door. It matters. It's a difference that matters. So let's check this further down. We talked yesterday about principles. Let's, let's do some principle checking here. Is the principle that they don't want politicians to lie Politicians almost by definition lie. That man, Inslee, has never once told the truth about COVID deaths, ever. That man, Inslee, has, and I mean this, and listen, if you want to get me sued, you hate this program, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Here you go. Record this in three, two, one. I, Todd Herman, in stating the following as a fact, not opinion. The man who gets to call himself governor of Washington state, Jay Inslee, has lied about the number of people who died from COVID. That man has lied about the number of people who were sick from COVID. His Washington State Department of Health are liars. They've lied about how many people died from COVID. They've lied about how many people had COVID. The fact of the matter is this, and I state it as a fact, not opinion. This is not opinion, it's fact. They have no idea how many people died from COVID or how many people had COVID. I state these things as fact, unambiguous fact, not opinion. Therefore, you can take what you just recorded. You can post it. You can send it to Jay Inslee or Sideshow Bob Ferguson, the so-called attorney general of Washington state. Sideshow tried to end my radio career and failed. He can come at me. They can come at me for libeling the great man, for libeling the director of the Washington State Department of Health. They can come at me and sue me. And you know what I don't have? I don't get to say I was expressing an opinion. Why? Because I wasn't. I was stating a fact. So the principle checking on this, is it just that they don't want politicians to lie people in the states of rage? No. Jay Inslee lies about COVID. Jay Inslee pretended, in my judgment, he doesn't know who Antifa was. Jay Inslee pretended he sent the Washington State Guard down there to protect Seattle when Antifa was tearing it apart, except they weren't allowed to take their guns, so there was nothing they could do because Antifa was heavily armed. So this has nothing to do with politicians not lying except on the important topics. Except on the truth-bending topics. Except on the topics precious to the party. 
And it's not even always elections. Elections aren't even always precious to them. What's precious is it never be a person who's outside the club who wins. That can never happen. Case in point. Do you remember Debbie Wasserman Schultz? She is a truly repugnant politician uh, from the state of Florida. She, for a time, was the chair of the Democrat National Committee. Do you know that they tried to push her out? Want to know why? Because she tried to rig the election for Hillary Rodham Clinton. This is the headline. DNC pressured to remove Debbie Wasserman Schultz amid charges of favoritism towards Hillary Clinton. January 5, 2016 from the Washington Times. So how was she doing that? Well, she was doing that in a way similar to which Barack Hussein Obama mm, 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 did it. By changing where elections were held and caucuses, etc., And by telling people who came to the caucuses, oh, uh, you're in the wrong caucus. Yeah, uh, this caucus is full, so you can't come in. Sorry, you got here late. Oh, no, it, it didn't start at 7.30. It started at 7. We sent out a new note on that. And little, little techniques like that. That doesn't raise the ire of the people who want to call this all disinformation. Where this matters to the party are on some hinge points in society. They are these. In elections, elections are only riggable when the party says they were rigged. If the party says they were the safest, most secure election in history, to say otherwise is disinformation. They're looking at hinge points. It has a commonality. It's authoritarianism. Shut up and do not believe your eyes. Believe what the authorities tell you. I ask you this. Who is the authority, guys? Who is the authority? We'll get to the Fox News stuff coming up here in a um, in a second. The people at um, at Bonefrog Coffee. There's more than just Tim Cruikshank. Uh, Tim is a 25 year veteran of the Navy and a Navy SEAL. Um, Tim doesn't have time uh, to go and roast the coffee on his own. He doesn't have time to create the artwork or the, they're very good on social media. Now that doesn't mean that Tim doesn't keep track of every aspect of the business. He most certainly does. And sometime or another, as Bonefrog gets big, Tim won't have time to write a note to every customer, but right now he still does write a note to every customer at least one time. That's who he is. Sometime or another, there's going to come a time where his team does that, which brings me to this. The coffee, Bonefrog Coffee, says on the back of it, God, country, team. Well, that's very, very cool. And the team part, who is team? At Bonefrog Coffee, they put every focus they can on hiring veterans because Tim himself is a combat veteran. Tim himself knows what it's like to go out and commit that form of sacrifice and to see brothers die. So the team thing means something to him. It means so much that they also put a huge focus on hiring veterans and hiring companies, vendors to work with them that are veterans, but not if it puts the coffee at risk. 
See, it all comes down to that product. It all comes down to wanting to make sure that when people get the product, it blows their minds. Once again, this weekend, I got another email from another person saying, hey, I'm from a military family. I really wanted to love bone frog coffee. I tried it. I was so nervous. Just like you, I breathed a sigh of relief when I found out that, yes, oh my gosh, it truly is great coffee because it hadn't been, I wouldn't have switched. We don't ask you to keep buying bone frog coffee because of the story. We ask you to try it because of the story. And then if you love the coffee, never stop. Here's how you get 5% off a lifetime subscription, 5% forever from Bone Frog Coffee, K-Cup, whatever delivery method, espresso, French press. It's bonefrog.us. That's bonefrog.us. So we're principal checking this week. This all comes down to what are they building? They're building authoritarianism. They're building appeal to authority. Elections are only safe and secure if the party says they're safe and secure. A riot is only a riot if the party says it's a riot. The destruction of property only matters if the bosses say it was destruction of property that matters. This goes all the way down to the NFL. From, I mean, we're talking about politics, national, local basis, statewide, down to a business, the National Football League, which is in fact an illegal business. If you applied the rules of antitrust to the NFL, it would cease to exist. You could do away with the National Football League by simply saying, guys, you don't get to perform antitrust anymore. What do I mean? The fact that the teams cooperate with each other to limit salaries and to apply salary caps against what are supposedly competing businesses. The Jets and the Giants, New York Jets, New Jersey, what is it now New Jersey Giants? No, I think they're both New York, right? Does it want to play New Jersey though? Yeah, forever. I used to drive in through Jersey and I think it was the Giants that played in Jersey. Wasn't that right? Any case, they, they compete against each other in the same marketplace. But no, they have the same capping of salaries. That's illegal. That's a federal crime but those guys have paid for a waiver. So Jack Del Rio is, um, is, is the coach of the Washington football team. They used to be the Redskins, but we're not allowed to say Redskins anymore because words are only bad if the party says they're bad. So they're called what? I love this. They're called the Commanders. The Commanders. I'm sorry. I would rather hear a football team called the Redskins because I know Native Americans who actually liked that. Then the football team from 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 Washington D.C. being called the Commanders. Well, this is part of the problem. They should be called the Servants. Well, you can't have that. Jack Del Rio asked some questions about January sixth. The NFL football team, the Commanders, issued a statement about this. We'll get to what Del Rio said, but I want you first to hear what the team said. This is from the owner. This morning, I met with Coach Del Rio to express how disappointed I am in his comments on Wednesday. His comments do not reflect the organization's views and are extremely hurtful to our great community here in the DMV. <laughs> the DMV. Uh, as last night we saw in the hearings, what happened on the Capitol on January 6, 2021 was an act of domestic terrorism. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of a free and fair election. And as a result, lives were lost and the Capitol building was damaged. 
Coach Doreal did apologize for his comments on Wednesday, and he understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protests, which are a hallmark of a democracy. He does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States, and it most certainly is his constitutional right to do so. However, words have consequences, and his words hurt a lot of people in our community. I wanted to make clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demand the justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the election of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. After reflecting on the situation and circumstances, I've decided to fine Coach DeRio $100,000, which the team will donate to the United States Capitol Police Memorial Fund. I strongly feel that after our conversation this morning, he will have a greater understanding for the impact of his language and the, on the, and the values that our team stands for. Your, your team stands for trash. The people who protested the death of George Floyd in which he was a full participant owner Got cops killed, son. They got cops murdered, dude. They went around the country chanting, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them? Now. The Capitol Hill police, owner of football team you call commanders, beat a woman to death. An unarmed woman. They shot an unarmed woman. That is exactly the equivalent, bud. Night after night, trying to break into a federal courthouse to murder cops, hitting a cop in the back of the head with a with an aluminum baseball bat, saved only by the fact that he had a bicycle helmet on. Seattle, Washington, um, trying to lock cops into a construction tra- trailer and burn them to death. You have no principles. Your team stands for nothing. You stand for nothing. I take it back. I'm wrong. I apologize. I take that all back. I was wrong. You stand for the party. That's what you stand for, the party. You stood by while the healthiest people in the world, your players, are among the healthiest players in the world, were forced to inject themselves with a substance that has ended careers in football. You did that. Because you suck up to the party. Because you don't understand who the ultimate authority is. You stand with a team that celebrated murderers and rapists on football helmets. Jacob Blake was a rapist. Is still alive. He was on football helmets. His name. You stand for the party. Coach Del Rio responded to criticism of his tweets. This is what he said. Why is it not important to you, like, if your players are concerned by, by what you said? Oh, if they are and, and they want to talk about it, I'd talk about it with anybody. Yeah, no problem I, at any time. But, uh, but they're not. I'm just expressing myself. And uh, I think we all as Americans have the right to express ourselves, especially if you're being respectful. I'm being respectful. I just asked a simple question, really. Did I? Let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? If we're going to talk about it, why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. Well, there's nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about, we're going to make that a major deal. 
I just think it kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. Indeed. Let's have a discussion. Owner of football team called the Commanders. Indeed, let's do. Phenomenal. Ever feel you get to start controlling some things? Like things are so far out of control. Does feel that way? Well, first of all, the Lord is in control. That really does give me the ultimate peace of mind. Then there's this. Right now, there's something you could test for. Okay, we talk a lot about principles. We talk about um, scientific principles. Observable, testable, repeatable, falsifiable, right? To ascertain truth. We talk about pattern recognition. I'm going to give you a tool right now you can use to find out if you can save up to a thousand bucks a month on your home mortgage. It's, and it's, it's, and by the way, it's no risk. The risk is your time period. That's it. There is no upfront fee. If it doesn't work for you, you've spent no money. So it's with American financing at AmericanFinancing.net. You could apply online if you prefer that. And they'll look through every detail they can. They may want to talk to you in person. Why? Because they treat everybody like a human being. Why? Because they're human beings. Aren't all mortgage companies? No. Most of them are robots, computer programs. And the computer program makes the decision. American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net is a family. No, no, literally a family. It's a, it's a national mortgage bank owned by a man and his wife for 20 years. Well, that means they're too small. Mm-mm. Guys, 6,700 Google reviews, nearly five-star average. That's not small. (laughs) They were an advertising partner of the biggest talk show in history, Rush Limbaugh's program, God Rest Rush. That's not small. That's successful. They choose to remain a family-owned company because they like what they do. So you call them, they're going to give you a free mortgage review. That's the tool. Once that mortgage review comes in, they'll get with you. And I pledge to you because I know this to be fact. If they cannot save you money, if they cannot get you a better deal in a stand, either they're in a standard refinance or a cash out refinance, they will tell you the truth because there's no incentive for them to do anything else because no one there earns a commission. It's not how they work. It's advice. A free mortgage review. Simple. Go to AmericanFinancing.net or I always prefer chatting with people. So I'd call them at 866-887-2275. That's 866-887-2275. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, so the football team that calls itself the commanders, they, they actually have no principles beyond what the party tells them their principles should be. That's Jack Rio explaining himself. Now we get to Fox News. I don't think there's any chance I'm ever going to be on Fox News. Because I do segments like this about Fox News. 
because I refuse to play the party game. Matt Walsh, who did the movie, um, What is a Woman, among other things. Matt Walsh called this out on Twitter. He said, I've appeared on Fox many, many times. I appreciate the platform they've given me. If what I'm about to say ruins that relationship, so be it. We have to call out this evil lunacy wherever it, wherever we see it, especially on our own side. And he provided a link to a Fox News piece that is absolute canned, 100% canned transaganda. And it is sickening and embarrassing that Fox does this, but it's not curious to me. The top eight to nine of the top 10 slots in advertising in cable news is pharma. Big pharma. Big pharma has invented, not invented, but they've helped push the trans lie because it is billions upon billions upon hundreds of billions of dollars in sick blood money for the murderers of big pharma and the murderers. They are murderers. Here is Fox pimping, giving kids wrong sex hormones in the most base transaganda 101 fashion. Only walking down the street, you wouldn't think anything different. 14-year-old Rylan Whittington is a typical Southern California teenager. And the Whittingtons, along with mom Hillary, dad Jeff, and sister Brinley, are a typical family. The only difference, though, in Rylan's eyes, is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as trans. Now, the guy who's voicing this is very careful. You'll notice he does not use the he pronoun for this girl. He does not. He uses the girl's name. Gender. We put our story out there so people could see that like there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through or there's another family who's proud of who they are. Proud of who they are. Young lady, you sound like a very loved kid and God bless your parents for loving you. I love in a different way. I don't know you. I'll probably never meet you, but I will tell you, you're not a boy. God made boys and girls. You have an illusion. And my great fear for you is that when you're 25 and your brain is fully formed and you see other women having babies, this all may change for you. There's a very famous boy who went down this path. Jazz Jennings, they decided to call that boy. And the word on Jazz's health is not good. He went through hormones and surgery. And the word on Jazz's mental health is catastrophic, and it often is. Before Ryland could even speak, he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy. Stop and think about that. Before he could speak, he said he's a boy. A little girl, an infant. Well, how do you do that? I could just see it. It wasn't him trying to be a brat. It was like painful. It was truly painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and, and for us constantly telling him that you're a girl. And Not liking clothes means you should have your body mutilated. Huh. I can't recall 
the last time I saw a very close female friend in anything but jeans or sweats. I don't think in five years of knowing this person, I've ever seen that. Oh, and by the way, yeah, she's every bit of woman. Unlike some trans kids, when Ryland came out at age five, a few years later. Came out at age five. This is at an age where kids will say, I'm a dinosaur. I'm a spaceman. I'm a truck. He had the full support of his parents. Initially, there was some pushback from us in trying to understand this. We were confused like most people are. We thought that gender and sexuality were the same thing. It took us a while to figure out that those two things are different. You didn't figure it out. It was fed to you. Gender is an expression. It is nuts to think it's it's something that should be medicalized. And incidentally, as I watch this, I'm deeply saddened because this young girl has, in my judgment, been on testosterone. I can see it in the chin, the the really, really strong male chin. You can also hear it in the voice. The voice will never be natural. And that children actually do recognize their gender identity very young. Some of them, not all. That's a made up word. Gender identity. Tomboys are not boys. They're girls who prefer to express themselves in a more masculine sense. But they listen to Rylan and to Hillary's conservative faith. For me, it's just a deep spiritual belief that you believe in God and he, you know, created us the way he wanted us. Well, then, yes, he created Rylan just the way he is. Okay, that is not a conservative faith. It's not. Genesis is very clear. Man, God created man and woman in his image. He created them. It doesn't say God created people who are born in the wrong body. It doesn't say that. That is not a deep conservative faith. That's called syncretism. What that woman has done is picked portions of the Bible with which she agrees, and then portions of Oprah Winfrey's show, which overrides the Bible. And they listened to families. They met in support groups. There was a father who was sitting across the table. He says, you have no idea how lucky you are to be here, which kind of took me back. I didn't at that point consider myself lucky to be there. And he said, you know, our, our child had displayed this gender dysphoria or this gender misalignment at, at, at the same age that Ryland has. And... We didn't listen and we pushed back. That pushback led that child to turn to self-harm as a teenager. Okay, stop. You know how many kids self-harm these days and for what reasons? I'm a, I'm a failure at school, self-harm. I'm not an Instagram model, self-harm. I'm on a whole handful of psychotropics from my dear, dear friends at Big Pharma, self-harm. Self-harm is a social phenomena into and of itself, and it is not in any way, shape, matter, idea, faction, or form unique to kids who've been lied to about their sex. Which 60% of trans and non-binary kids engage in, according to the Trevor Project. They stop. 60% of kids with depression and anxiety engage in this. Kids who are being conned about their gender are no different. Kids who are being gender jacked are no different, and those behaviors do not stop for most of them, post-mutilation. More than 50% consider suicide. 50% of kids who are depressed consider suicide higher than that. Very often in broad tests before the party stopped running them, kids committed suicide years after these injections and hormones. Good 
God in heaven, Fox, what is wrong with you? That for me was the turning point. I didn't want to see Ryland to go through that. I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. You still have a daughter. You don't have a son. You will never have a son. You love your child. I pray to God this works for him, for her, sorry. I fear it won't. But my fear is greater for Fox. That canned garbage came to them as a pitch. I, I, I know how this business works. Someone came to them and said, oh, we got this great family. They, they want to go on the TV. That lie, dead son versus, or a, 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 yeah, a living son versus a dead daughter, that is the single biggest lie gender jackers tell. There is no data to back that up at all. And Fox gave into this. There was a time when I wanted nothing more than to be on a show like Tucker's or Laura's. It's been decades, honestly. Honestly, to be on a TV station like that or a TV network like that. What I want now, and maybe you're the same, is there's an audience of one. The audience of one is God Almighty. That's the true authority. See, the through line to all of this, all of this, that girl is a boy because the party says so. January 6th matters more than the businesses that were destroyed and teeth that were kicked in and cops that were killed by Black Lives Matter Incorporated because the party says so. Pfizer's admitted, oh yeah, we're not really producing the drug for which we got the emergency youth authorization. They've admitted that. Link's right there in the show sheet. But that drug is whatever the party says it is. You have, and we'll get to this later this week, you have Major League Baseball saying the only way to accept same-sex people is to wear their logo. It goes beyond that. They're saying, if you will not wear the logo of someone who is engaged in an activity you find sinful, you hate them. What is hate? It's whatever the party says it is. All of these things speak to one core problem. They can't have pushback because they're building something far beyond government. They've said it themselves. They intend to be our new gods. They've said it. Frightening times, except that... <laughs> Imagine your, your cat. Let's say your cat could speak, and your cat came to you and said, I'm going to take everything over. I'm going to own you. I'm going to own your bank account. I'm, I'm going to own your house. Your cat's talking to you. You're a cat. I know, but I'm going to own you. You say to the cat, I'm not opening your cans of food. What? I'm not opening your canned food. Wait a minute. I don't have thumbs. I can't use a can opener. Oh, I thought you said you're going to take everything over. You got to open my canned food. That's my food. I'm a cat. I don't have thumbs. The Lord is looking at the party going... 
Man, that's a lot of rope. That is a lot of rope. What are you going to do with all that rope around your neck? (sighs) This is the Todd Herman Show. We appreciate your support. As always, please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be mindful. There's only one time that we take the knee and only to one entity, and that is to God Almighty. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year. And some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 